Hi friends, welcome back to Actually Adultish, your favorite podcast in the world. My name is Christina Rice and I'm your host. I'm a holistic health coach living in Los Angeles. I'm the creator of the blog addictedtolovely.com and I also co-host another podcast, Straight Up Paleo. If you haven't listened, you should check that one out as well. But I'm super excited that you're here again with me today. And if you're new, thanks for joining in. Hope you like it. We have an exciting guest today. First, I just want to remind you of all the ways you can help support the podcast. You can support the podcast by doing your regular old Amazon shopping straight through our link that's in the show notes and on the website straightuppaleo.com. And that doesn't cost you anything extra. It just sends some of the money towards the show so we can produce it. And by we, I mean me, myself, and I. Another way that you can support the show is by becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash actuallyadultish. And the way that works is you can pledge any amount of money you want each month to the show so it can be a dollar it can be five dollars ten dollars whatever you feel comfortable with and every little bit helps because I want to be able to keep continuing to put out free content for you guys each week and I have so much fun podcasting and I love the community we've made if you haven't already joined our Facebook group it's actually adultish podcast nation i almost said straight up paleo pals because that's the other facebook group there's just so many facebook groups but actually adultish podcast nation request to join i'll add you and then you can be part of the crew so today's guest is a really fun one we've got some testosterone back on the show because i needed some more testosterone and i am interviewing jj beasley from Beezy's Bites on Instagram. So JJ is a health blogger. He is studying to become a registered dietitian right now. He's living in Colorado and he has the most insanely beautiful food Instagram in the game. And I met him first at Expo West last year. Wow, Expo West, throwback to that crazy place. Yeah, I met him then and was just totally intrigued by his Instagram and his life. He's super cool. He's really into CrossFit. He eats really delicious food and knows how to cook. He makes bomb ass smoothie bowls like they are his smoothie bowl technique on point. They're so thick. It's like ice cream. I digress. But what's interesting is I think we all know that the health and wellness space on Instagram, especially, but in general, is very female dominant. And so I really wanted to talk to JJ to see what he thinks of that and what it's like being in such a female-centric space because he's in the minority. And I mean, as a dietetic student, he's in the minority as well, probably. I'm sure most of his classes are women just because it seems to be more female-dominated industry. Interesting. 
interesting and we talk about why why maybe that might be and things like that so we'll get into all of that in the interview but I love getting a male perspective and I'm really grateful that JJ took the time to come on the podcast because I know he's so busy he's doing a million things and that's another thing I wanted to talk to him about how he balances everything because I just always think it's impressive when people know how to juggle all of their tasks and I think it's helpful for other students who are in college or even high school or beyond college working it's always helpful to hear how other people balance it all and balance a healthy lifestyle and of course I just like to hear why people become interested in the things they're interested in so it's a really fun interview love talking to JJ he's the best but before we get into it I want to remind you about the digital nomad nutritionist course so I mentioned it before, my friend Amy over at rebelnutrition.com created this online course called Digital Nomad Nutritionist, and it's for anybody who is an NTP, a health coach, a nutritionist, or you're just interested in wellness, and if you want to turn your passion into a business and work from wherever, this course is for you. So basically, it's just an online course that's totally self-paced. That will teach you everything that you need to know to launch your online business and to grow it. So you can do this without having any prior technical knowledge, without having an existing audience already. And she just teaches you truly everything you'll need to know. So you're going to learn how to set up a website, set up your email list, grow that email list, find your audience, build a brand without a designer optimize your social media accounts speaking of instagram very very relevant and create a plan for a product potentially or a service figure out how to launch it how to collab with other nutritionists just everything so it's a great program and it helped me a lot launch my online coaching business and I have a lot of friends who have done it as well and just really impressed by how amy could put everything into such an easy to understand format and I love that it's self-paced it's online it's not overwhelming and you will emerge from that knowing how to launch your own business so she was generous enough to offer actually adultish listeners a hundred dollars off the course it is I can't recommend it enough I don't really even know what else to say but you can get that hundred dollars off by clicking the link in the show notes or you can go to bit.ly slash digital nomad capital c capital r so bit.ly slash digital nomad cr with a capital c and a capital r and you'll get a hundred dollars off you can also just learn more about the course check it out at that link so really great resource and i highly recommend so that being said let's just go ahead and hop into the interview with jj i hope you guys like it hi jj Hey, Christina. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good today. Yeah. What's okay. You know what I want to start off with? What did you have for breakfast? Oh, gosh. Um, I had a typical breakfast for me usually starts off. So I had some eggs with um, avocado, some veggies and a little bit of sauerkraut. I've been really loving sauerkraut lately. And then I also had some oatmeal on the side with blueberries and peanut butter because I definitely went on um, a pretty long hike yesterday so I didn't eat enough that's for sure but (laughs) 
Yeah, I saw that hike. That looked so crazy. Like, where was is that far from you, or where was that? Uh, yeah, it's about an hour and a half from me, um, and it was a thirteen point seven mile round trip hike. So it was like oh a half God. a marathon up a mountain, and it was three thousand foot elevation climb. But it was so worth it. The the lake up there was probably the best I've ever seen. So definitely want to do it again. Yeah, no, it looked so beautiful. It's insane. That's so cool. Um, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. So how about for people who don't know who you are, why don't you give a little introduction about yourself? Tell my listeners who you are. Yeah, definitely. So my name is JJ. Um, I go by BZ's Bites on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I originally actually, I graduated December 2016 um, with a business degree in business management. And about two years into my undergrad, I was like, you know, I don't want to take the traditional corporate route. I don't want to sit at a cubicle the rest of my life. Um, I really want to follow something I'm passionate about. And just so happened during that time, I started developing this giant passion for health and um, nutrition and all that. Um, I started diving in immensely during that time. And I was like, well, why can't I do this as a profession? So right as I graduated in December 2016, I went um, right back to school actually and started taking uh, or finishing my prereqs for master school in nutrition. So I'm hopefully starting that um, here in the next half a year, a year or so um, to get my master's in nutrition and then become an RD. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of a background of how I got into um, the nutrition realm. But yeah, I just didn't really want to follow that business um, route that everyone does. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of boring. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and what school are you at? Um, right now, I'm at Colorado State University. Um, I'm taking my last prereqs, but I got my business management degree from Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. And where did you grow up? Um, I grew up here in Colorado, so I was born and raised here, oh. which is why I'm back here, yeah. Why did you go to Oklahoma? That seems so random. I know, right? <laughs> well, um, long story short, I actually was on the track team at a small California school my freshman year, and um, I ended up stopping that after a year for a variety of reasons, um, but it was, it would have been too expensive for me to stay there. Um, like I was on the track team there and all that. Um, what so it would have been part of California, Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. I don't know why I ever left that area, but, um, <laughs> and then, so when I was transferring, I wanted, um, something that was going to be a cheap option for me, uh, to study as well as, um, people I know. So my best friend played golf there at the time. So, um, it was cheap. Um, it was good education, and I knew uh, some people there. So I transferred to Oklahoma State, and yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Okay, cool. So I have a million questions relating to that, but first, is your <laughs> official name JJ, or is that short for something? Yeah, so I get this question a lot, actually. Um, my name's John Scott Beasley, and everyone's like, how the heck do you get JJ from John Scott? But um my mom actually, or my whole family called me John John when I was like up until like three years old. And then it, that kind of 
turned into JJ because um, they didn't want to like say John Scott or like my mom would get mad at me. So she'd just say like JJ. So that's kind of how it turned into JJ. Um, they used to call me John John uh, first and then it like just went to J- JJ like uh, for something quick to reference me. Yeah. by. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. So, yeah, I know. Everyone asks that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you realized like halfway through like two years in undergrad that you didn't want to do that yeah so why didn't you just switch right then that's a good question um I thought about it and I actually started taking prereqs right then which is why I don't have to take so many now um but I knew everything incorporated business somehow so like I developed the skills to um, write emails, resume, cover letters, um, kind of network with individuals. And I have a vision of um, possibly wanting to start my own um, business and own my own private practice, maybe own my own cafe, um, something like that. So I knew business was going to be involved in my life somehow. So I figured it was pretty valuable to um, stick it out, you know, learn as much as I can, um, soak up as much information as I can, and then I would still, uh, you know, I'm young. I still have time to do everything I want to do. So um, I went right back into nutrition after that. But I did start taking prereqs with my business degree. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, business, like, is useful, like, with everything. But Exactly, yeah. I was just curious. So when did you, what made you get really into health and nutrition? Yeah, so I grew up playing sports. So... I played any sport you can imagine besides like water polo or something like that that we didn't have here. Um, you guys so, have a water polo there? No, unfortunately. Otherwise, cold. I probably would have played it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up playing sports. I love that competitive atmosphere. And nutrition was always there, but like no one really ever focused on it because, you know, we're young. Uh, we can eat whatever we want. We're always being active. So um, it wasn't really like a focus for any of us. Um, until you started getting to that like collegiate high level area. Um, and then, um, actually when I, this is when I quit, um, playing sports my freshman year is when I really started, um, to dive more into it. And I started develop, de- developing my own health issues with like digestive headaches, migraines, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this can't be right. So I went to the doctors and I was like hey what's going on all this kind of stuff they had no idea they just prescribed me like you know your standard stuff and I was like this can't like this doesn't help this isn't what it is so I kind of ended up um, healing myself in a way um, through nutrition changing my diet figuring out what works and then that's what really just sparked this interest for me and I love helping others like in any way I can so combining those two is just like the ultimate um, dream for me. So it was, it kind of happened that way, which was strange, but no, I mean, I totally relate to that. That's like what happened to me too. So, um, so what were the biggest, like what changes did you make that you noticed the biggest difference from in terms of your health? Um, it was definitely cutting out the pro. So I was eating like growing up, I could eat whatever I wanted because I was so active playing sports and stuff. So cutting out, a lot of the processed foods, focusing on ingredients, um, that kind of thing. So I, I used to eat like 
I used to love Pop-Tarts and Oreos and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was just like a quick source of energy. I didn't really care. But like I still love food in the same way. Like I'm the biggest foodie you'll probably meet. But um, it was just fo- focusing more on the ingredients and what I was actually putting into my body and what I was fueling my body with. And that's what like really um, I'm really passionate about, as you can tell through my Instagram. I'm all about ingredients um, focusing on what fuels your body personally. Um, there wasn't anything in particular like, uh, oh, gluten or anything like that. Like I do well on all that. Um, I found out, but it's just focusing on the quality of ingredients and the quality of food that I'm putting into my body now, which I'm all about. So, yeah. And did you notice a difference in your athletic performance as well? Uh, yeah. Um, like just with recovery and all that kind of stuff, you can really, especially at that high level, you can like really start to notice um, your energy levels and all that kind of stuff. What foods really um, uh, make you perform better as well. So I definitely noticed that. Why did you quit sports? Um, mainly because of injuries and all that kind of stuff. So like with my knee, um, all like just a variety of different reasons, but that was the main one. Um, school had a factor too. It was pretty, pretty hard on my grades the first year. So that was probably the number one reason behind all that. But Okay. So if you quit because of injuries, but then you picked up CrossFit, does that worry you at all? <laughs> um, it does. And I do have to be a little wary, um, but in a way, like – I'm a little bit more um, careful now um, with how I approach it and um, being smart with my uh, training and all that stuff. So if I'm not feeling too well, I'll definitely um, tone it back a little bit. But uh, I think definitely my nutrition now has helped me recover and I've noticed less pain, less inflammation in a lot of areas too. So I think changing that up immensely has helped me as well. So. How did you get into CrossFit? Yeah, so when I did quit sports, I started going to the gym and I was just so bored going in there every day doing bench press and then like sitting around for a bit and nothing, it wasn't like competitive. There was no like drive for me to get better really. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm doing this to semi be healthy, but like it wasn't fun for me. So I miss that competitive drive. I miss that atmosphere where you're interacting with other people, you're competing, you're having fun and all that stuff. So that's what really drove me into starting CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like also, I mean, I think it's hard when there's not really a goal, you know, like CrossFit cool because there's like always a goal like to reach versus just like going in and just kind of going through the motions. If you're like already in shape, you're not really there for a goal, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are goals or like if you're into powerlifting and stuff like that, you're always yeah. trying to increase your weight. But uh, yeah, exactly. With CrossFit, it's like, oh, we have the Open coming up. Oh, I want to do the be- better than I did last year. Or I can always get better at snatching or my handstand push-ups or something like that. There's always techniques and strength areas you can get better at. And it's, it is really technical with gymnastic portions. So ring muscle-ups and um, – handstand walks and all that that's just like creates another level to it as well that just is is an absolute blast but I think the best thing about CrossFit that I've learned is 
the culture that you're like brought into. It's, it's a community and everyone's, um, rooting for, or like very supportive. Um, and it creates a sustainable environment for you. So you just want, like, you want to be there every day. Mm-hmm. And how often do you go? Do you go every day? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much go every day, um, except close on Sundays. So I do like active recovery on Sundays, but sometimes I go twice a day, but that's only like once or twice a week. But yeah, I go pretty much every day I can. What does active recovery look like for you? Active recovery is like hiking and all that kind of stuff. Not the hike I did yesterday because that was <laughs> that was pretty much that was a half marathon up and yeah. Yeah, um, it's more like hiking, biking. Um, I try and do mobility, so I, I bought a foam roller um, and a lacrosse ball to get the tight areas. Um, uh, it's wa- taking walks. I do take walks. Um, it's that kind of thing. So just light stuff to get me active and moving um, throughout the day, and not like put strain extra strain on my body. Yeah, I feel like CrossFit sometimes gets a really bad rap, and like. Are there any misconceptions about it that you would like to speak against? Um, yeah, definitely. It does. And for, I mean, for good reason, you see the videos of people like trying to do way more weight than like they're, um, I guess built for like worked up to. So, um, with bad form as well. So you see the people trying to snatch and they've never snatched before and it just like their arms get twisted or something like that. So I would say, um, if you find a good gym with coaches that um, really care about your health and how you do and how you perform, that is one of the best things um, you can do because that's all they care about. And they'll see that and they'll be like, hey, listen, we might need to scale this workout for you because you're not at quite at that level yet. And, and that's OK, but you're still going to get better because you can scale any kind of workout no matter what. So if I can't do um, handstand push-ups, for instance um, – I might go to uh, like a dumbbell press or like a yeah shoulder dumbbell press or something like that. Or I might um, do handstand push-ups on a box. So you can really just um, modify anything you want um, in that area, which is awesome. So coaches are huge um, in that area. So I think in that I think that's the biggest problem people have with CrossFit is just the the moves and people not using the right technique. So. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing now there might be some people who don't even know what CrossFit is. Like, can you give a little explanation of what CrossFit is? Yeah, so <laughs> CrossFit's like, um, it's really a combination of everything. So um, I, I kind of describe it as like functional fitness. So there's gymnastics, um, there's mobility, there's a strength portion, there's stamina, there's um, coordination, uh, you're trying to get flexible and like nutrition's involved as well or I like to put nutrition in it so it's it's mainly an um how do I like workouts that are centered around like functional movements for your everyday life so it's focused on um long-term health as well as aesthetics because it's they're brutal workouts and it tests your physical and mental abilities so it's a combination of everything so for instance um I'll go into the gym one day and if it like we'll start out doing a strength portion. So I'll have either like a set of heavy squats as well as a he- set of um I don't know heavy 
strict overhead press. And then after that, so that gets our um, uh, strength portion out of the way. And then we'll have like a Metcon. That's like a metabolic conditioning. So you get your strength, you get your endurance. And in the Metcon, you might have um, barbell cycling as well as some accessory movements with like dips or pull-ups and that kind of thing. So it's just an overall um, workout that combines your whole body each and every day. So it's it's pretty awesome. So is there always a strength portion and a conditioning portion? Or are there certain days that are just strength, certain days that are just conditioning? Um, it depends on your gym. So I do do the um, comp class, which is like the competition class, getting you ready for like competitions. Um, but even at my even at my CrossFit box now, in the regular class, they have a short strength portion. Pro- or short strength um, program before the Metcon as well. But um, I've also been to gyms where they don't do the strength portion before, and it's just the metabolic conditioning. Um, And I didn't like that as much, but during those workouts, you can still have heavy strength um, movements programmed in as well. So it it does get a combination of both regardless, but – I like finding gyms that have like the strength portion, focused strength portion beforehand where you're not rushed for time or anything like that. Okay. Gotcha. Do you ever worry though about recovery doing a full body workout like basically every day? Um, Definitely. Um, And some of the workouts are more focused on like, they'll be like, oh wow, this is definitely shoulder focused. Um, And the coaches are good at that. So they'll scale that or like the next day we'll do more legs focused or something like that. But some of them are full body. So, um, if I'm ever feeling like I can't recover, um, I will take a rest day the next day, but I have built up to this kind of, um, volume of training, I would say. So I I didn't initially start out doing every day, um, sometimes twice a day, um, workouts. So, I built up to that. But yeah, if I'm ever feeling bad, I'll definitely kind of tone it back for the next day. Yeah. Well, and you also fuel yourself. Like, I think a lot of people run into issues with it when they're trying to do these high intensity, like heavy lifting workouts. And then they're like, also still in this diet mentality. (laughs) Like, that's so true. Like you're yeah, of course, you're going to kill yourself if you're not eating to fuel your performance, right? So that's that's a good point. Yeah. So fueling for performance has been my main focus. So eating around eating well around my workouts and um, constantly eating throughout the day so I can have energy um, to sustain these workouts is huge because I notice if I don't eat enough the day before my um, energy levels tend to be uh, a little bit lower or something like that. So definitely eating for, for performance is huge in this area. Yeah, and I love that you brought up eating the day, like what you ate the day before because I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like they always think yeah. it's what they ate that day and I'm like, no, you have to look at what you ate the day before. <laughs> exactly, like it, it's way more than just like right because your body's still digesting that food you pretty much ate before um, a workout and it's not like it's going to use some of that for energy but it's going to use all also what's uh, stored in your body from the day before, like something like that. So it's, it's overall nutrition. It's not just, um, right before your workout. So being, having a, um, complete, um, diet or like a healthy diet overall is huge for recovery, performance, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And are you a morning workout person or later in the day? When do you usually go? 
Um, I normally go at noon right now or around that time, but I prefer to work out in the mornings. I just feel like um, I have better focus um, in school, through my work, and then I can get to sleep um, at a decent time later that night. If I work out later at night, then I'm kind of amped up and I can't uh, get to sleep that well, actually. So yeah, <laughs> I definitely am a morning workout person. Yeah. I In college, I used to work out literally right before I went to bed. And I don't How know. do you do that? I have no idea. Like, I would work out oh, at, like, God. 10 p.m. Because it was just the only time I could. And then I'd come back, shower, and go to sleep. And I, I have no idea what, what I was doing. I don't and know. And you fall right asleep? Yeah. I guess I was just so tired. That's insane. I, like, literally, if I work out, I get so amped up. And I it takes me a while or a couple of hours to, like, calm down and, like, get into that sleep mentality. So I love working out yeah, <laughs> in well, the morning. So I, like, I can... just realized that, per- like, now I work out in the morning and I used to still work out in the afternoon. And now I realized, like, even working out in the afternoon, that's what was keeping me up so late. Yeah, so, I bet. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, so then at what point did you start your Instagram? I started – I actually started my Instagram – a little like right around a, a year ago so I haven't had it that long it was probably like the start of September what like I know you like came out of nowhere I was like who is yeah. this um what like prompted you to start it um so I've always been just I love to cook which is I think rare for some guys or oh, definitely is rare and I love to cook I love food and so I was already already creating these meals Um, and I was like, why not just post about them and like try and get connect. So I initially started it to like get, um, connected in the industry because I knew I wanted to be, um, in this nutrition field. So I was like, why not just start this, start connecting with other people? Cause that's the business mentality I had coming into this. And I was like, why not just have fun with it? Cause you're already creating this meal. So I started it and it kind of blew up from there, which shocked me in a, in a way, (laughs) Yeah, you blew up really fast. And who were like, were there like certain bloggers that you were following that you really liked? And like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So initially, um, I had, yeah, I start. I don't know if I can pull any uh, off the top of my head. I'll probably have to look back. But um, there were a few. I kind of followed YouTube at first. So um, I was following like Dan Churchill. I don't know if you've. Um, seen him but he's like this Australian cook and I was kind of following these like chefs like actual chefs that mm-hmm. were into healthy eating um, initially and so I didn't have any like favorite food bloggers at the start um, and then it kind of grew from there but um, yeah initially it was mainly like this guy named Dan Ch- Churchill who was like an actual professional chef and um, and then I started developing more of those like food bloggers that I uh, love to follow. Yeah, and who are some of your favorite people to follow now? Oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, Um, I am. These are the hard questions. (laughs) I love – so honestly, everyone – every person I follow, I, like, love to follow because um, if I wasn't following them, I I would probably unfollow them if I didn't like the message they were putting. But um, just recently, I like following a guy named uh, Doctor's Kitchen. He is like this um, doctor who believes in promoting the message of um, culinary medicine. So he's kind of going against the whole 
um, grain of that medical profession of, well, oh, you need prescription, you need drugs and all that kind of stuff in order to get better. He's promoting like the actual food part of it. Um, so I love that, but, um, I also love like the well necessities. Um, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Constantly eating, um, Ariel's awakening, um, twist of lemons. Um, we're, we're now that the other guy, um, Werner, he's from Paris, but he's another guy in here, um, as well as California kitchen. He's another guy that's, uh, into the nutrition realm. Bree Willie, he's awesome. Um, uh, there's so many I yeah. can keep going. Well, like, okay. I want to let's talk about the what what we really want to talk about here, which is what it's like being a male in such a female centric space. Yeah, definitely. So, d- I mean, did you ever second guess yourself because it's so female focused? One hundred percent. Like initially starting out, um, I realized how female dominant this was and I was like a little overwhelmed with <laughs> with it at the start I was like I would be what am too I to do? yeah um because it is intimidating to not have any guys and like to um which I don't like and I, I can go into it a little bit later but yeah it is very intimidating to have like so many girls around you and even in my nutrition classes and at my work where I currently work there, it's like all girls so it was definitely intimidating not being able to like relate as much to people but then I started to find a couple other people um that were guys in this industry um but still it's not it's not too much so it was very intimidating at first and how do you feel about it now I love it so um now I kind of have a totally different mindset which of course would happen because um it's just a shock at first but now I'm really trying to promote men's health and getting more involved with like eating veggies like trying to make veggies cool again Mm -hmm. and for guys and um having not be um a weakness a sign of weakness or like something to care about your health or have like these um feelings of uh, paying attention to your body and that kind of thing um so i really want to like have or like influence guys to focus on their nutrition and focus on what they're putting into their body and have it not be such a um, culture thing to not care. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Well, I mean, obviously I'm not a guy, so I don't, so is that how you feel the culture is like guys feel like they can't show that they care about their food? Yeah, I feel, I feel like that is personally Um, guys are just like, they're, I don't know. I don't know if we want to go back into like, but like, primarily they're like focused on um, hunting, like getting the meat and providing for the family and all that stuff. Um, where women were in charge of cooking and all the other like uh, fruits and veggies and all that. I don't know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, um, as well as like, you see now, and if some guy orders a salad at at a restaurant with another with his friends, like they they all razz him for it. So it's like it's not a thing for guy. Like you you see guys eating like two um, racks of ribs or getting like a three pound burger or something like that. That like that's what guys are supposed to do. Whereas like if I were to go in and I, I'm like which I do now, but I order like veggies and uh, quinoa and um, like a ton of nourishing foods that might not be like um quote-unquote manly or something like that it's 
I get like I get raz for it. But now I'm just like, yeah, because I'll, I'll live longer than you guys, or like I'll make a joke about it or whatever. Yeah. But um, it can be difficult for guys. Um, just with this culture, that's uh, kind of the mindset of the culture now. So that's what yeah. I. Well, I think know. that I mean I feel like I know a lot of guys who care a lot about the food they eat, but I like especially like in the bodybuilding world like yeah yeah you know but i think that it's really interesting when we talk about how food has become associated like certain foods have become associated with certain genders and i was thinking about this too like for example if somebody saw your feed your instagram feed and they didn't see your name or your picture they'd probably think it was a girl's page well 100 i get comments like on (laughs) daily about like wow girl this is amazing <laughs> and i have to like comment i'm like i'm actually a guy is that what so you like, say what do you say yeah i say it nice i'm like i'm actually a guy but thank you so much and i like put a I'll laugh or something like that but um yeah i get that daily so that's why i'm so like or that's why i have this opinion of this culture it's like it's assuming it's a female or something like that but yeah you bring up uh, the bodybuilding world and i think that that niche or whatever is definitely um, focusing more on nutrition and all that stuff to an extent. Um, but I, I think that is a small group of people in the, like the grand scheme of things because like not that many people are bodybuilders. And even then with like, um, I don't know, the whole IIFYM movement, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds of that, but I think that it can be beneficial, but um, still people – some people, I shouldn't say everyone, are like trying to fit in as many um, bad foods in there as well or just yeah. to see if they can fit. So it kind of gets a bad rap sometimes, which I don't think was what it was designed for. But um, so it is a very small group of people in that area who still care about like their nutrition and all that stuff um, ultimately. But um, I think, yeah, I think that a lot of guys do want to care about that kind of I think it's also an age thing like you talk to any man who's like over the age of like I don't know like late 20s and it's I feel like it's a di- much different space like yeah definitely and men aren't afraid to be like no I eat this for my I eat this way for my health and you know they don't really care but I feel like it's almost like a bro culture like college age high school young 20s um and it's like I feel like guys do care but it's like what you're saying it's like they don't feel like it's manly or like they can't openly yeah, yeah. Be, it's like this closeted desire to want to eat healthier <laughs> but worrying yeah, about what so the true. guys think i actually get messages all the time from guys and they're like man you've you've really inspired me to like um start focusing on like the ingredients and i actually look at labels now i like um really focus on what's um I'm putting into my body, but it's still tough. Like I'm in college and all that stuff. I'm like, man, I've been there. Like I'm still there currently. So I know how tough it is. And I think also you brought up like generationally, um, some of those older generations, they start to realize their health problems, um, are catching up to them. And when you're younger, you feel invincible, um, cause you don't notice them initially. And they're like, kind of slowly like, they slowly build up as you get older. And once you get older, then you realize these health implications. You're like, wow, I really need to change like for my health, for my kids, um, for my family, all that kind of stuff. And when you're younger, you're like, wow, I'm invincible. I can eat whatever I want. And I, like, I've definitely been there too. So 
Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of that. And I think also because, for example, as you get older, like more and more men have more, though it's more likely that they'll have a significant other. Maybe, you know, you get married, you have kids. Oh, and yeah. At that point, at that point, you don't have a group of guys who are around you being like, let's go out for burgers every night. You know, it's like who you're around exactly. as well. Like, I mean, all my friends who are married or have a boyfriend, like they're they all eat healthy too because they just eat the way that their significant other eats. So it's like easier exactly. versus when you're in college. So yeah, whatever your girlfriend cooks, you're going to eat no matter what because you're yeah. just lazy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that that's great that you're like helping guys feel like they don't, they shouldn't be ashamed of how they eat or how they want to eat. But I'm yeah. curious like what your friends thought when you first started this Instagram or like, did you get any shit from them or how, how did that whole dynamic work? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I mean, I get razzed all the time. Um, especially, um, they knew I was a big foodie though. Like I've pretty much always been into food my entire life. Um, but not necessarily healthy. So whenever I did turn to healthy, I definitely got razzed for it. I definitely got a lot of shit for that. And um, which I was, it kind, which made me intimidated at first, which is why I was intimidated at first, which is not good. But, you know, it, it happens. Like, mm-hmm. um, you can't help it sometimes. So I was very um, intimidated at first. But I kind of, like, grabbed this mindset of, like, who cares? Like, I'm so passionate about helping others now and I'm so passionate about health in general um, and I want other people to feel how good I feel and um, have like the same emotions and feelings as me that like I don't care anymore like I'm just so passionate and driven by um, like health and nutrition in general and helping others that it's it's not a big deal for me so um, I don't know. Do they make fun of you still now or do you think that now like or now to have some of them come around now do some of them like try and copy your meals no yeah i think it, they still give me like oh it's bz's bites you know yeah. what'd, you, what'd you make today did you make some quinoa and stuff like that <laughs> they always bring up quinoa i don't know why i guess it's fun to say but um yeah i still get razzed for it but it's more of like accepted and they know now and it's like it's still cool they ask me um i have friends who text me and they'll be like oh jj I need this or blah, blah, blah. They text me for a recipe and stuff like that. So they love, a lot of my friends love it and they're like all for it. And, um, they'll send me messages and be like, Oh, this is sweet. I'm going to try this out. So I think it's definitely changed and they're more accepting. You just, you just got to be confident with it and, um, and really be, yeah, confident in who you are and your passions. And like your friends will, if they're true friends, they'll accept you no matter what, they'll still give you a hard time because they're good friends. But it's uh it's more being confident in who you are and uh what you're passionate about yeah it's so interesting talking to you because i feel like in general in the world the conversation is always the opposite it's always like what's it like being a woman in such a male dominated space like that's always (laughs) a conversation but like we never talk like it's not always that way like that's why this is so interesting yeah like Like, and so that's why i love like i just like asking you what it's like you know and also, yeah. I bet, I mean, is it like that in your classes as well? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, I need to stop to take a quick break because I just want to remind you guys about Beauty Counter, my favorite makeup, skincare, personal care brand in the world because you guys know I love 
non-toxic products. And this is all very relevant because JJ, today's guest, is all about just focusing on ingredients, clean, whole, real ingredients. And that is the same philosophy that we have at Beauty Counter. So I am a Beauty Counter consultant because I love the products and I love what the company stands for because a lot of the items that are out for sale right now by most mainstream companies use a ton of really harmful ingredients and they can put pretty much anything out on the label because the personal care industry is not regulated very well. There hasn't been a major federal law passed to regulate the safety of ingredients in personal care products since 1938. That's a long, long time. And all of these toxic chemicals and harmful ingredients can lead to a ton of health issues from cancer to infertility to asthma, just their major hormone and endocrine disruptors. So it's really important that we try and minimize our exposure to those the same way that it's important that we pay attention to the ingredients that go into our bodies. What we put on our bodies gets absorbed into our skin, goes into our bloodstream and really affects our health. So Beauty Counter has actually banned the use of over 1,500 questionable or harmful chemicals in our Never List, which you can find on our website. And that is a lot more than what is just generally banned in the U.S. They have only banned, or we, I don't want to say we because I don't, whatever. The U.S. has only banned 30. 30. That's just not enough. So this is why I love Beauty Counter besides the fact that the products perform incredibly well and my new favorite is the eye makeup remover that just launched it's amazing i've been waiting for a great non-toxic eye makeup remover and it is here we're also launching our holiday collections very soon this week i believe which are going to be amazing and they'll probably sell out fast so make sure that if you're interested you go online and get those when they come out so that they don't sell out because I got a sneak peek and it's incredible. Some other faves, as always, the charcoal bar, the charcoal mask, the bronzer, the repair and nourish shampoo and conditioner, pretty much everything. I use them for everything. And if you have kids or baby, we have a great kids and baby care line as well. So check all of those out. So if you're interested in Beauty Counter, go to beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice and check out all the products. If you need help with a recommendation or color matching, then definitely feel free to email me. But again, beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice. And I think you're going to fall in love once you try a product. Okay, now back to JJ. It's, it's strange. It's like the only area I feel like that is so um or one of the few that is so female dominated but like at work I work I used to be the only guy out of like 30 or plus people who work there um or like 20 to 30 people who work there that were female but now we have uh two other guys that work there but still it's like completely dominated so it it is strange and um I like it though. Um, people always ask me that and I love just explaining my passion for it and they, they notice my drive and they're like, Oh, that's so cool. Like you're going to do a lot of things. And, um, so I'm really hoping I can change or at least make a little bit of an impact on some guys, um, through this in the future and like, so, and have them, um, focus on their health and all that and change the way they think about it. So do you feel like it helps you or hurts you to be in the minority? 
I actually asked that. I've asked that a lot, um, especially starting out in this industry. Um, I would get advice from, or I would email other RDs and all that kind of stuff, and be like, "What do you think? How do you think this helps me or hurts me um, in terms of like uh, graduate schools, getting jobs, and all that stuff?" And they're like, "And I've realized now, like, I think it's a big benefit because." I am the minority, so it's like any kind of thing. They want more diversity in this like specific industry. And um, the reason I think it might hurt me a little bit is some um, people might not feel like I can relate to them. So I don't know, for example, some um, females might not think, oh, well, he doesn't know really what's going on um, with me internally and all that stuff. So I think that's an area that might hurt me. But as long as I can soak up as much information and really relate, I mean, I have a sister, so I know um, a little bit, like, or, or I've gotten some insight from her and all that stuff. But I think it definitely helps me overall, just being uh, like that minority in this um, industry. So yeah, but it's like for every woman, for example, who feels like she can't relate to you, so maybe wouldn't want to work with you. There's also a man exactly. who feels like he can't relate to all these female RDs, and you're the one of the few male RD so point. that would help you in the opposite direction you know exactly so yeah it's I guess it's a little a little bit of both that's a good point yeah yeah so like I feel like it's great because I feel like you might make I feel like there's a lot more people who should be getting nutritional counseling who aren't and like I bet a lot of them are men who are just almost embarrassed to go see a female RD but it's like I feel like as a guy I would it seem I don't know more so, I would be more comfortable going to a male RD. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I feel like one of the reasons they don't want to talk about their health or like, quote unquote, how they're feeling, like what's going on with them internally is because um, they feel like they're giving, I don't know, giving up their man card by talking to a woman or about yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly how it is. But yeah, they might just feel more comfortable. Like it's just a uh, bro talk. We're just chatting yeah. about um nutrition and how we can like fuel ourselves and stuff so yeah that is it's a good point i mean it's the same thing with like doctors like for example i feel more comfortable talking to a female doctor and i bet a lot of guys feel more comfortable talking to a male doctor and also there's like always that awkward thing where like who wants to go okay if you're a guy do you really want to go see an rd what if she's like really cute and then you're sitting there being like i'm so (laughs) constipated and i'm bloated like no one wants to do that you know that's true yeah there's always like the movie the movie scenarios that like you walk in and she's really attractive and you like have this terrible issue that's going on exactly good point so have you noticed like, do you ever feel like you're treated differently by either peers or teachers or, I don't know, or and on social media? Like, do you feel like you're treated differently at all because you are one of the few males in the space? Um, I actually haven't gotten that really. Um, everyone's been really welcoming to be to me, to be honest, and um, really inviting of like help and giving advice and just supportive. So I actually haven't noticed that. And I I feel like other people might have that, but I personally have not noticed that in any like um, setting of like school or anything like that. Everyone's been really supportive wanting to like help out. So I don't know if it's the industry, um, which I like to think it is just the health industry in general. So, or nutrition industry is so supportive of everyone, but I personally haven't got that. 
I don't mean it like that. I'm not implying that they would treat you like worse. I'm like, like, ask. I feel like are all the girls in your classes hitting on you? Oh, I mean, um, yeah, I have gotten hit on a little bit, uh, except at my work and all that stuff sometimes. But um, I think they mean it in like good fun. But of yeah, course I have, they do. Actually. But like, <laughs> you're outnumbered. I am outnumbered, extremely outnumbered. So I definitely have gotten that. Do you, do you get a lot of DMs from girls? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. What do they say? Sometimes, um. Some are like, I mean, some are nice, like really nice. And, um, I, I don't think they're hitting on me. They'll be like, Oh, if you're ever in this town, you know, um, let's meet up. Or if I'm ever in Colorado, I'll let you know and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I have gotten some messages and stuff that some I can't probably say. On no, here, yeah, but, you can, you can um, say it. I've gotten messages like, um, that aren't bad, but they're just like, wow, if you were around me, I would definitely date you and all that kind of stuff um, just along those lines. But that, that is a good question. Have you gotten any nudes? I have not. Not not on Instagram or anything really? like that. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. I guess I think not these yet. girls aren't as creepy as guys. That's true. They don't just randomly – well, I, I don't want to – Anything, but like you know, some guy. I've heard some guys that are just will just out of the blue send some stuff. So yeah, like I've definitely gotten some dick pics on Instagram. I feel like that's just like a creepy, like it's no, so I, creepy. It's just a guy thing to do, though. Like they just they think it'll, I don't know, turn into something because they do that. But in reality that's it's the complete opposite so i don't know if it's twisted in their head but yeah that is definitely a guy thing to do for, for some people do, i'm curious are most of your just like your close friends are they mostly male or female or is it e- even um i would say it's i pretty much have a good balance of both um yeah it, it's pretty even there's not like a sway in either way um my closest friends i'd have both guy and girlfriend so yeah i was just wondering okay wait yeah well i think it's funny yeah why do guys send dick like i don't get it like you're a guy you know, why do guys do that i think they think like in movies like oh well, like girl girls send them like they would like them from girls so maybe they think oh maybe the girls would like it from us too they think it's like a reciprocal thing so oh my <laughs> god god okay going back to social media are there anything okay is there anything on social media that you see all these girls doing that really like pisses you off or is annoying or you just don't understand um like getting a male perspective on this female dominated space um i wouldn't say it's like anything female related but i don't like in the social media realm how like everyone gets hooked on a certain thing be like because it's a new fad thing when like it might not even work for them or something like that that's that's what bothers me the most probably um but i don't think it's like anything gender related to be honest for me personally but i don't get upset i'm like pretty a pretty nice guy so i don't really get upset with it or like get ticked off by anyone but i think that's one of the things that uh bothers me the most probably but I would argue that is gender related because I feel like hopping onto those trends and fads is 
like related to diet culture kind of and i feel okay. like diet culture is very female like i feel like that's such a female issue like i feel like guys don't really worry about that as much yeah i guess it, well, there are you tell me there are no you're right i i think that is the majority um and i think that might be right because there aren't a lot of guys doing what i'm doing um yeah so it could more i just see it as a whole in the industry i guess but or in this realm is there a particular diet like not diet like i just mean like a food trend or something that's gone around that you you are not a fan of um not one in particular um i just don't like how like you'll you'll see your favorite food blogger or something say, "Oh, I'm not putting bananas or something in my smoothie or like a fruitless smoothie," and that like becomes the whole trend. Even though like for me or like people who are trying to perform, you need those like simple sugars coming from those fruit like post workout, and like those are really good energy source um, and all that stuff. So, um, like the you like you don't see the whole picture as well on Instagram. So seeing those things like that one post throughout the day they might have like six other things of fruit throughout the day but they might have a fruitless smoothie so i don't know just (laughs) seeing just seeing those as a whole is just like what bothers me um and so it's not like one in particular because i know diets that particular or like not diets but like um ways of eating that work for people so i know like paleo might work for someone and that's great like if you feel great you perform great um all like you're completely healthy that's awesome for you but um it's more of just that specific like the specific things you see on instagram that like trends and really influences people um to like cut out things uh, um in their diet that they don't need to is the biggest problem i have yeah and okay why do you okay this is what I want to know. Why do you think that why do you think that the health and nutrition space is so female dominated? Like um you know, it's just I would say initially my initial thought would be um cuz guys are just they're not it's not acceptable for them to care about their health. Um the cult, the man food culture is like see how much how many burgers I can eat or like let's see how much I can stuff my face or something like that and it's just a part of us to as I get older yeah okay I'm gonna get this uh beer gut and then I'm just like that's just the way it is that's how life is I get kids I get like I start balding and all that kind of stuff when I think we just need to change the way our our thinking is and be like no it doesn't have to be like that um and so by changing that way of thinking, it would get more pe- or more men involved in the health and nutrition atmosphere. They'd be more focused on uh, eating veggies, um, fueling with nutrient-dense foods, um, and not so worried about all this, like seeing how much they can eat or how much junk food they can eat and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really like a mental block and like culture thing that really prevents it, I feel like. I mean, I think also, well, have you noticed that almost every food blogger has had or currently has an eating disorder? 
<laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I was like, well, it can't be this many people with eating disorders, but I have noticed that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think, I mean, that's why I think it's so focused, like, that's why I think it's so female dominated because the eating disorders seem to be more heavily like a, a woman's issue. And yeah, then, or, or guys don't want to talk about it. But Yeah, I'm curious what you think about that. Like, do you think that no one talks about like eating disorders in like for men? And like, I feel like there are definitely a lot of men who struggle with them. And I'm curious what your perspective is on that. Like, do you uh, ever yeah. see friends with I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you definitely see like, um, not any of my like clo- like best friends, yeah. but I've seen people who like um, have these like or say something that will be like, um, kind of in the eating dos- disorder realm, but it's nothing like that. No one talks about it, and I think that brings it back to like men don't want to talk about their emotions. So like, that's one reason they might not go to an RD because they don't want to talk about their health or like to their friends or like. I don't know, but it's more of like they don't want to talk about their emotions. They don't want to get involved in that kind of thing because men are supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be manly and showing your emotion is weak. Mm-hmm. And it, it all gets back to that. It's just what is manly? What can I do to maintain my man image when I don't like it still is manly to eat veggies in my opinion and like care about your health. Yeah. And so changing, yeah, changing that completely is, but it definitely happens and I've seen it in more guys have eating disorders than is being like admitted um, expressed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I also think it um, depends on like the industry they're in. Like I know I've talked to a lot of guys who are in health and wellness. A lot of them, like a lot of them were doing professional sports or maybe modeling or something. And they all say, you know, way more guys have eating disorders than admit. And, but I'm wondering like for just an, like average college guys, are they secretly worrying about what the same things that average like high school college women are like, you know, college women are like, I'm worried about my calories. I need to work out to look this way. Like they're all very focused on like, (laughs) like worried about that. And I'm like, is the average guy like worried about that kind of shit too? Or, and just doesn't like say anything or express it. Or do they just not even like think about it? You know, I, I I don't have too much um, like insight on this, but I personally believe that there are more guys than than you think. Um, especially like you do see the guys that like do not care one bit at all. Like obviously, and they go out every night, they eat whatever they want, they do not care. But then there's some guys who like low key care mm-hmm. um, about what's going on, and uh, I think it's more than people realize, which is. Um, pretty it's it's something to keep in mind especially when we are are talking to other people and our thoughts and our all that kind of stuff so it's not just girls or regular girls and it's it it definitely happens more than we think um and i've seen it in or like i've heard some things that have um made me think it's way bigger than we realize so like what uh just like Guys will make the same comments as girls after a night of drinking or something like that. I've heard that before. So yeah, um, yeah. It's like I was those. I was out with a friend. Those little comments. I was yeah. out with a friend, and he was like, "Well, I just work out so I can eat a lot." 
And exactly. I'm like, like, hmm. I mean, people don't think of. I mean, I'm not saying that a comma like that means you have an eating disorder, but that is a disorder. Exactly, that yeah. is a disordered way of thinking. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like diet. Like you don't, you don't work out so that you can eat. Like that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I think. I just think it's more of a problem than people realize. I don't know how big of a problem it is, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's something that we definitely need to address. And I feel like it, it's just it's going to be come even more of a problem with um, guys not being able to express their emotions and say how they feel or or say or or eat the way they want to eat instead of um, eating the way the culture wants them to eat. So it definitely. Something needs to happen um, culturally for it to have a big impact. Do you have any, like, what would you say to somebody right now? Do you have any advice if there's a guy listening who, like, wants to show more care towards what he's eating and is embarrassed about what his friends are thinking or, like, maybe he's interested in becoming an RD too and is embarrassed about it? Like, what would you say to that guy? I would say um, initially um, it's – Girls love it when you care about your health and you care about what you're putting into your body. You care about how you feel. You care about how you look. So um, that right away would should um, help them immensely just by um, realizing that people actually do like it when you care about um, that kind of thing to a certain extent. And yeah. just by, um, I don't know, caring about what you put um, – into your body and like making veggies cool again. Um, you can, especially if you love food, you can create so many different flavors and notice so many different things. And, um, it really makes you appreciate the little things in life as well. Um, I've noticed, but, um, no one really, um, would look down upon you as much as you think if you started caring about what you ate more and, um, everything you put in your body and, your sleep, um, working out and all that stuff. They think they might razz you from the start, but that's ultimately them just being jealous of you making different lifestyle choices that they low, low key want to make themselves. So, um, being, having that in mind and, um, in the back of your mind and being able to be like, okay, like I can make these choices. I'm confident in who, who I am. Um, girls love this and ultimately everyone wants to eat better. Everyone, like I get questions all the time from random people, random friends, all that stuff that really want to eat better. Um, but they just don't know how to start or like other people are talking to them. So everyone really wants to eat healthy or, uh, change their lifestyle. So I think it's just making that step and being, um, comfortable in it. Yeah. And that's why I don't get it either because it's such a good point. I'm like, it's such a good way to pick up girls. Like, I feel like who wouldn't want to be the only guy in a huge class of women who wouldn't, you know, like, or like, like as a girl, I don't know. Or I think about like when you went to Expo West, you were literally in a huge building of women. (laughs) Yeah, that was a blast. I'm not going to lie. But um, I don't, I think that guys forget about that. On the other, on the other side of things. Hey, I'm not complaining though. Yeah. On the other side of things, I feel like a lot of girls have this issue where they're like, I can't get my husband to eat healthy or I can't get my boyfriend to eat healthy. And it then becomes like a fight. Do you have any tips for girls or how they could entice their, the men in their lives to like try their food and eat healthier? Yeah, I would say, um, try recipes that like 
try making their favorite recipes um, in a healthier way. So like they see, oh, they absolutely love brownies or something like that. Make make them like sweet potato brownies um, with a little bit of honey or something like that. And like don't tell them or anything like that. But like making and they'll like they'll try it and they'll be like, what is this? Like this is amazing and yeah. all this stuff. So I think the first step is like if it if it doesn't taste good to them or like they they hate that kind of thing, they won't want to change. It, it won't have any impact on them. But so if you can create foods that are their favorite, but in a healthier way, in a healthier alternative, they'll start to change their way of thinking. They're, and, and then you can solely implement like new foods and more vegetables and their palate will start to change. And it, it develops over time. Um, but it's definitely a slow process for some people. They're not ready to jump all in or give up their favorite foods right away. So if you can make it a slow transition to where they start to see how easy it can be, how great they feel, instead of making it all or none, then that's just how some people work. So mm-hmm. um, doing that slow transition and finding that um, those foods they like that are healthy and you start implementing them more, they'll notice a difference. So they'll, they'll notice how they start to feel. Um, it'll taste good and yeah. We'll just have that uh, yeah. change. Yeah, I love that tip. And you, like, don't tell them. That's what I do for, like, my <laughs> family. I are like, yeah, my family, I'll make them, like, brownies, and I won't tell them what's in it, and then they like them. And then I'm like, actually, that was healthy, so. Yeah, but, I love making sweet potato brownies. They're, like, yeah. my favorite <laughs> Okay, another thing. So do you drink? Um, I do on, a, um, on occasion. I personally don't do it that all that often at all but I still um I love the taste of wine especially when it's paired with a meal because I'm a huge foodie and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so I love the taste and flavor of things then again I'm not I did have my time where I um like drank just to get drunk and all that kind of stuff um for partying and all that stuff and that's just not me like I'd rather get up early, um, have the time in the morning to have my coffee and all that kind of stuff rather than feel like crap the whole next day and all that stuff. So, um, to me, it's just, it's not my style. It's not the way I want to go, but I still do, especially if it's like a birthday, one of my friend's birthdays or we're going to a nice dinner or something like that. So I won't, I don't take anything out of my life, but I do what makes my body feel best if that makes sense. Yeah. Do your friends drink? Like, does that ever become an issue? Because I feel like <laughs> guys, like college guys just like go out to the bar, you know? Yeah, I have. Yeah. A ton of my friends. Yeah, they do. But, um, I'm just like perfectly okay with, um, where I'm at and I'll say no. And I'm like, I'm good. Like I'll just have one or like, I'm good. I don't need any tonight. So I'm perfectly fine with saying that, um, and being content and they'll razz me a little bit, but you know, that's just them trying to have a good time, you know, they're having fun and all, but they really don't care in the, in the end of it. So, so will you still go out with them, but just like not drink or not drink as much? Or do you ever just like not go? Um, I'll go out with them. Um, especially cause I don't want to like not hang out with them because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like hanging out with them. I still have a good time, but sometimes I don't go either. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I don't, I've gotten to a point where I'm 100% okay with the decisions I make because um, I know I'm making them for the like good reasons. And um, if anything, if I don't go out, I'll pick them up or we'll go out the next day for brunch um, and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not a big deal to me. But I, you can still have a good time and not drink, definitely. 
Yeah, and I love hearing that from a guy because I think that that's, I mean, that's something that a lot of girls, like, struggle with. Like, they say, like, like my friends all go out, but I feel like that's even harder for guys, like, yeah, <laughs> if they didn't want to, like, party hard every night because I don't know why that's such a, like, fratty thing. Were you in a frat? <laughs> I was in a frat, and uh, that's, yeah. I wasn't a frat. But, what, what, um, what does that mean? Did, did you like it or what? I mean, yeah, no, that's when I had my fun and all that stuff. So I definitely, I wasn't always like it where I didn't drink all the time. Um, now I rarely drink because um, I've, I've gotten into a different mindset and I, like, I know what feels best. But like back then, I wasn't like the guy who said no. all like, um, So it was different and I wasn't always like this. So I definitely should say that. But um well, do you think I've, it's possible to be in a fraternity and to say, I don't want to drink? A hundred percent. I had one of some of my good friends don't drink and they're, they were in my fraternity. So, um, it's definitely, I, yeah, one of my friends like didn't even take a sip of alcohol until he was 21. So, um, and he was in my fraternity. So as a guy who's into health and nutrition, do you, where do you think is a good like what's a good way to meet other people who are interested in that as well if like other guys are into that and they like are like none of my friends like this but how can I meet people who are like like yeah so um I've met people like through the food and nutrition club at school um there's like I've met a ton of people who are, who love nutrition and all that stuff through my CrossFit box. So joining a gym and all that kind of stuff and finding those like-minded people because you guys will gravitate towards each other. So um, putting yourself in those situations that might seem uncomfortable. So like event, going to events, um, like I, exactly, like Expo West and all that kind of stuff. Um, or like even starting the Instagram. I've met a ton of people or like who I consider friends now um, because of this. So it's just putting yourself, yourself in those environments, um, whether it's going to a gym, um, joining a club, all that kind of stuff. You can meet all these like-minded people. Yeah. Okay. Also, so, I mean, you're pretty busy and you have a lot going on and you care a lot about your health and your fitness and your nutrition. And I think the, you know, the common thing, I don't have time to be healthy. I like, especially (laughs) college kids, like what, how do you balance everything? Like what, how do you make it all fit into a day? How do you study and work out and eat healthy and cook and be social like how do you manage all that that's funny i'm actually running a nutrition um kind of challenge focusing or having people focus on um ingredients what they're putting into their body all that kind of stuff and i'm running it for my crossfit box and their number one thing was oh how do you have time for all this like how do you do this and it it does take if you're not used to it like you won't know exactly the all the tips and or tricks to do initially but um, I think it's just making that step, that first step in um, trial and error and finding what works for you, finding the foods that work. Um, I know for me, I love planning out my day the night before. So um, I'll go through, I know what I have to do tomorrow. I know um, all the, like, I have class and all this stuff, but I also need to get this done, blah, blah, blah. Um, I work from this time. So by planning it out the night before, it allows me to prioritize um, what I need to get done, what time, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it doesn't work out perfectly like that ever, really. But it helps me um, 
kind of prioritize things that need to get done and um, be more efficient when those things do like come up and all that stuff. So that helps a ton. Um, finding easy meals to cook has been huge for me. So if I'm like already cooking some veggies, which can take like 20 minutes to cook, if you chop them small and all that kind of stuff, I'll throw in some chopped sweet potato fries as well, or maybe like a little salmon or something that cook at the same time. And so it's, um, that makes it easier or like, I have like buckwheat that cooks in 10 minutes. You boil it for 10 minutes and it's ready to cook. So finding those meals that are easy, you can make them tasty, um, but experimenting and really just um, taking that first step is huge. But planning my day um, is also very key. Otherwise, I just become overwhelmed. Um, (laughs) So that's huge for me. I'm curious. Okay, I want you to tell me what a day in the life of JJ is like. Oh gosh. Um, so I'll wake up and what time do you get up? I get up now at six every day. Um, I get up at six and I don't touch my phone. My phone's on airplane mode. Um, and I make some like hot lemon water or tea. Um, I've been loving tea lately for some reason which is weird because I'm a coffee guy, if you know me. Hmm. But um, And so I'll wake up, do that. I will read a book or listen to, to a podcast while I do some mobility. Um, I'll even like – I'm trying to meditate. Um, and it's – I think it's that's different for everyone. It's For me, it's turned into being more mindful and going through what I'm grateful for every day um, and how I can serve others and all that kind of stuff. So – Um, I'll do that for like 30 to, um, 40 minutes. Um, and then I'll get ready. I'll make breakfast. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll turn my phone on. And so I don't check it for like an hour, an hour and a half, um, when I wake up. Um, and then I'll go through, catch up a little bit on Instagram messages, emails, that kind of thing. Um, and now I normally have class. Um, I have a little break in between class and then I have another class, um, some days and then I go right from that class and I have like an hour where I'll have, make some, a pre-workout coffee or something, um, quick digesting and then I'll go work out at noon. Um, and then I have a little bit of time normally, um, before I work. So I work from like four to nine thirty or like three thirty to eight thirty. So I'll have from like one to four um where I can get some work done, make a post on Instagram, take a picture, whatever, and then post it. Um and so I do that and then I'll go to work and I'll come home at like nine, ten if I have anything else I need to get done, which hopefully is already done. Um because I'll do some work throughout the day and then I normally try and go like eat something and then go to bed. But um, yeah, I definitely uh, have some busy days. days. How I don't know how the hell you finish all your your like homework and stuff and study. (laughs) That that comes. So I don't work every day, which is nice. Um, And I get every other weekend off, so I work weekends. But um, I'll have mornings where I'll get some stuff done instead of a podcast. Um, I don't have work all the time, so I'll definitely get a ton of work done out of the way um on those nights which is awesome and 
I have like a couple hours throughout the day, like in between class where I can get um, some work done. So that's what's huge for me is like if I can prioritize that the night before, I know, oh, I have an hour where I can get this done right here. Whereas if I didn't do that the night before, I would, I would just think about how much stuff I have to do and it wouldn't get done because it's overwhelming. So that prioritizing the night before has helped me huge um, or has helped me immensely like yeah. getting my life together, which is awesome. Yeah, because people waste time trying to figure out what to do during the day. Yeah. That's – yeah. And how do you manage – I'm curious how you manage like social media. Like are – do you, are you checking a lot or what are you doing with that? Do you catch up I on got, your feed or are you the kind of person who posts and then leaves? No, not at all. Um, I have like certain times where I actually like catch up. So I'm like not on my phone um, constantly, but I have like certain times where it's like a concentrated um, so, uh, time of the day where I am. And when it's is periodically. Um, it, it really depends. Sometimes it's like, after all that morning routine, I'll, uh, I'll be on my phone for a little bit or like, um, in between class or if like class gets canceled or, um, after CrossFit, I'll make a post and then, uh, go through my feed, catch up with everyone and all that kind of stuff. So I do have, I do, um, go on my phone, but sometimes like, like I think I don't make a post every day or whatever, and that's completely fine with me or I, I won't be able to catch up with everyone and, um, it, it did bother me at first because I just like – I like actually connecting with people. And I'm I'm actually terrible at like responding to comments now because I can't really fit that in at, at the moment, which I feel bad about. But it's just being okay with that and doing what you can do and um, and fitting in what works for you. So um, yeah, that's that's been a key for me, just being okay with um, – not always having to be on uh, social media and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay. One last topic. All right. Let's talk about your food that you post. Okay. You have quite the feed. It's very beautiful. I have to tell you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, just rapid fire. Well, do you have any quick photography tips? Do you take all your pictures on your phone? Yeah. So, iPhone 7 Plus. Best investment I've made. The camera's insane. Um, do you but, yeah, do portrait my... mode for everything? No, I rarely do pro- portrait mode. Do you do square? No, I just take it normal. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. And do you have a, sp- a specific spot you always take your pics in? Yeah, it's right by the window. It's on a table that came with the apartment, and uh, it's just it's just natural light. I just you gotta have natural light. So do you do you use a filter? Uh, yeah, I use VS. Wait, what's it called? VSCO. Visco, yeah. Yeah, I use that, and uh, my favorite. So you notice how on all my photos it's kind of like darkish or like blue. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I noticed everyone had really bright, kind of like white photos. So I was like, uh, I want to do something a little different. So I, I tend to always put the A5 filter and just don't do it as much. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then that's pretty much it. I'll just boost the brightness or like saturation a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. And you also, I it. love how all the girls have white backgrounds and you use a bl- you use like a dark table. I love I that. I want it to be different. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so great. Okay. And... What's your favorite meal to make? Oh, wow. Like, of all time? Yeah. 
Oh, dang, that's tough. Um, well, I love uh, sweet potatoes. So anything with sweet potatoes and I'm in. But um, favorite meal of all time, I would say it's like a combination of like some – um, sweet potato and the, like some kind of dal, like lentil dal or chickpea curry, because those have so much flavor and it's unbelievable. So that kind of combination with an avocado um, and some like sautéed veggies or something like that is ideal for me. But I do love like coconut oil roasted sweet potatoes with cinnamon and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's hard to beat. <laughs> I love that, but I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna say, okay, we have to talk about your smoothies. Because your okay. smoothies are not even smoothies. They're like like ice cream. They're like thick. It's the They're best. so thick. So how do you make them so thick? Um, I think as little liquid is like the key thing um, as well as frozen fruit. You don't have to do frozen bananas if you don't want to. Um, cause you, but that does make it a little bit creamy. So uh, I love adding frozen bananas. But frozen fruit is key. Um, not adding too much liquid so like if you use fresh fruit it has a ton of liquid that just um goes into the smoothie so i love just using frozen fruit not a lot of almond milk or whatever kind of liquid you use um if you do use protein powder you might need a little liquid but um even protein powder thickens it up even more but i do have a nice blender so vitamix definitely helps um yeah do you notice uh, a difference Did, did you have something else what did you use before your vitamix i had a ninja I have a ninja um, too, and is it worth it to invest in a Vitamix? It's like I think it's it's a huge difference, but really? like you can still you, I still made the same amount of smoothies, regard like the same kind of smoothies regardless. It's just like it's just all about being patient and like mixing it up while you're doing it. It, it does take a little bit more time, but it's worth it to me. But, wait, um, wait, wait! Tell me what the difference is between like my my ninja and if I got a Vitamix. So I had a Ninja for the longest time and I actually recently just got a Vitamix and it's just a little bit more, um, I don't know if the blades are sharper or it's more powerful, but you can notice how like flax seeds get blended up a little bit better. Like the smoothie, um, my thick smoothies tend to be a little bit, um, go a little bit faster instead of taking more time to like mix them through and all that stuff. So it's just, it's just a little bit of an upgrade that I've noticed. It's not, it's not too big of a deal. So if you have a Ninja, it works great, but, um, it's just a tiny bit of an upgrade that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just like stalking your feed right now. Do you have a favorite <laughs> smoothie? Um, yeah. Any, like if I'm going pure taste, it's, um, I'll throw in like, uh, some frozen bananas with like, cashews and all that stuff a little bit of dates like this is a decadent smoothie yeah um and some almond butter and that's like pretty much dessert but um like an everyday smoothie would be like one frozen banana and like some blueberries um with like flax and um maybe a little protein powder and stuff i love blueberry or blueberries are my favorite fruit so um a blueberry smoothie is my go-to for sure are you vegetarian? I'm not. But do you ever eat meat? I do. I eat salmon pretty much um, on a consi- I wouldn't say daily at all, but uh, on a very consistent basis. But 
um, I've always been a big salmon guy over anything. Um, I, I ha- another thing, I haven't been, I'm not a big meat guy in general and it's not be- like, it's always been like that. But, um, I just find foods like, like I brought up before, like chickpea, um, curry and all that stuff just have so much more flavor to me. And I just like those so much better that, um, I make them more often. So, but I'll definitely, I don't limit anything from my diet. So if I want something, I'll have it no matter what, but yeah. I'm just like on here. I'm like, I don't see any chicken or anything. So that's why I was yeah. curious. I don't eat a lot of chicken and it is definitely, it's cheaper too, to not, um, eat all that kind of like chicken and all that stuff on a consistent basis. So I've just found with, um, protein or like I've gotten my protein from different sources and all that stuff, but I definitely don't limit anything from my diet. Yeah. Well, you're a good person to ask, um, like about where you get good sources of protein if you if somebody doesn't like to eat a lot of like animal products do you have yeah i've actually people yeah yeah i get that question quite a bit actually um so hemp seeds and pumpkin seeds are really high in protein um as well as like lentils quinoa i know you like the standard beans and obvious stuff obviously um get a lot of rap for that but um yeah quinoa especially buckwheat those are really high in protein. Um, and if you pair those with like some chickpeas, you throw some hemp seeds on top, um, all that kind of stuff, you have like 20 to 30 grams of protein. And maybe I should make a post on this or something like that. Um, but like I make a buckwheat bowl that has like 30 grams of protein and it. it has like fruit and hemp seeds in it. And the buckwheat has like 12 or 12 to 15 grams of protein alone. So there are definitely ways you can do that. Um, oatmeal has a ton, um, that's protein pack. So it's, it's pretty easy once you learn how, what kind of foods do, like, I think pumpkin seeds have nine grams of protein per like three tablespoons or something. They have a ton of protein. People don't realize that. Do you eat, do you eat like differently according to your, how active you're going to, like, do you think that you eat, worry more about I guess, okay, how do I say this? Like, are you worried at all about getting enough protein for how active you are, or do you not really worry about that in terms I don't really of activity worry about level? Um, I don't personally really worry about it. As long as I'm getting, like, a balance at every meal um, and I'm fueling my body, like, correctly, it's it pretty much sorts itself out. And there's I've actually done research on this. Um, they're, like, for athletes – you only, or the research now suggests you only need like about 0.85 um, grams per pound of body weight of protein, where like beforehand everyone was saying, oh, you need like one, 1.2 grams, like really high, but like you don't need as much to build muscle yeah. um, as you think, but um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's been a it, hot topic recently, which is why I wanted to bring I, it up, because I think people, well, like a lot of people who are doing... I mean, it's honestly just all rooted in the bodybuilding industry. <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah. they're just like, you have to like pound yourself with protein. I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> like Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm like talking about your everyday average individual. If you want to get like pretty big, like you definitely need to increase your protein a little bit, but I'm not trying to be like one of those huge guys that really like can't move very well. I'm just trying to be like, um, your everyday, like very, like, fit active individual that's not massive but like has muscle mass and like can live um an easy lifestyle to follow pretty much so Mm -hmm. i just don't worry about it eat a balanced meal eat a ton of nutrients and your body will 
your body's smart. It will take care of the rest. Do you think that approach works the same for men and women? Uh, yeah, definitely. So you think that a woman could eat the same meals as you? Oh, not not in the same amounts, no. <laughs> you, have to, you have to cater it to to your own uh, body's needs for sure. And it, like, it's I eat a ton of food, so I don't know if everyone could. But uh, how many meals do you eat a day? Uh, it ver- some days I eat like three big meals. Some days it's like six or seven small meals. I don't know. It really depends. But yeah, I, I eat quite a bit throughout the day. Cool. Well, see, I think that you're a perfect example of all these people who say I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'm like, look at JJ. He's busy <laughs> and he eats so well. And yeah, damn. Like it's Thanks it's so like you're so that. busy and it's like not even just like that you eat healthy, but you also make it look really good and you have the time. If you have the time to make it look good and take pictures, then average Joe can find the time to freaking like exercise and that's make what I'm a saying. healthy meal you know it's not as hard as people make it out to be that's what i'm trying to preach but yeah i yeah. definitely agree yeah cool well thank you so much for coming on you shared so much inf- interesting information do you have any last any last thoughts that you want to share um, i just want to say thank you for inviting me like it, it's a i was honored when you asked me so um I just want to say thank you, and I uh, hope we can do it again or something like that. Yeah, you have to come back. We'll c- have you come back, and we'll talk about something not related to food. Sounds good. Um, why don't you tell everybody like where they can find you if they want? Yeah, to so connect. I'm on Instagram. I'm Beezy's Bites, um, B E A Z Y S Bites, um, and there's like a link to my Facebook that I'm building and all that stuff. I don't have a blog yet, and I'm in the process of getting that started. But like, every, this has happened pretty quickly for me, so I'm still trying to like build everything. But yeah, are you um, going to start a blog? Yeah, I'm going to start. I, I think I'm going to start building a website for like my future business that mm-hmm. incorporates a blog and all that stuff in it. So beyond, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get all the updates there. But yeah, Instagram's my main source okay, right cool. now. And since my audience is primarily female, I know they want me to ask if you're on Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> I'm not, but you know, I'm not, I'm not closed off to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I will talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. I hope you guys loved that interview. I know it was a long one, but I had so much to ask him. And I really, really appreciate JJ taking the time to come on the show to share a bit about his life and all of the fun things. And I think it's a really interesting conversation to have about what it's like being a male in a female dominated industry. There's not that many situations I feel like usually the conversation is reversed so I'm glad he got to talk about it and I think I might need to have him back on again because I have more things to ask him so huge thank you to JJ I hope you guys liked it if you did make sure you subscribe make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher it helps out so much getting the word out about the show and Share it with your family and your friends and your dogs and your neighbors and your Uber drivers and everybody. It'll be fun. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you have a great day, great life. And I'll talk to you again next week. All right. Bye.